Merry Christmas. You are listening to Hark the Herald Angels Sing from Charlie Brown Christmas by Vince Guaraldi. I really like this NPR feel. No, Me too. It's too. I do. It's too easy, though. But it's a legitimate it's not, style that people appreciate. Granted, but it's not apology or radio. Yeah, but it's, it's too easy. But <laughs> it's it's. I mean, it's the number one podcast in the country. Are this style? This, this talk really low and act like you have no emotions, kind of way. Yeah, speaking. like this, like we're unbiased about everything we as we talk about liberal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we couldn't do it very long. I tried. Right. <laughs> uh, so, hey guys, uh, Apologia Radio, and you get us at ApologiaRadio.com. Um, we had an awesome opportunity presented to us to go do some top secret stuff in Moscow, Idaho uh, that you guys will hopefully be hearing about very soon. Uh, we got to meet with uh, a lot of people in Moscow. We got to do an, an interview with Doug Wilson, with Nate Wilson, and Luke with who? Ben Merkel was the president and fellow of theology. Where? At New St. Andrews College. Oh, so New St. Andrews College. This was really, really cool. I mean, he was just <laughs> dropping some... <laughs> This was the only time I've ever seen Jeff go, okay. <laughs> I was pretty much. <laughs> That's great. That's good. I, there was nothing to add to it. There was nothing else to say. Yeah. It was so, awesome. Uh, so I think you really enjoy it. And, and here's the thing. Why do it? Why do the interview? We wanted to do these interviews because what we wanted to talk about, what we want to encourage you guys to see is really the glory of Jesus Christ, his goodness and authority over every area of life and at New St. Andrews College, that's what they're teaching in every area. They're trying to really bring the glory of Jesus into every realm, whether it's business, mm-hmm. whether it's literature, art, science, the whatever it is, it's all to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And so we got to sit with Ben. It was great. I, Luke is right. I was speechless, and uh, I love it. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, but before we get to it, I'm going to point you guys also to our YouTube channel, Apologia Studios on YouTube. We're going to be putting up this month a lot of this content so you get to see it. Don't forget, this month, Apologia All Access is only $1 donation, and everybody that donates that dollar, plus everybody who's already All Access, is put into a bucket or a can or some receptacle, and we're (laughs) going to uh, draw from it and give away a a gift. Uh, Just to bless you guys, we're going to fly somebody out, we're going to put them up into a hotel, we're going to let them spend the day with us in the studio, we're going to take them out to Meat Fest 2016, out to a really special dinner, and so that's happening right now. All you need to do is sign up, it's just $1, that's it! And uh, we just want to bless you guys, and we want to tell you how much we're, we're grateful for you guys and your participation with us in this ministry. You're making all of this possible. Uh, check this out. Because of your giving, you need to hear this. Because of your giving, we were able to, to, to go out and do this ministry we did, and we got stuck in Salt Lake City. We did a video on the Gospel for Mormons. It, w- it went up two or three days ago. It's already got over almost 9,000 views. And I have already gotten messages from people all over the country that it's created conversations between them and their Mormon neighbors, and it's created opportunities to sit down with Mormons. Uh, It's already creating a stir. Why don't you do this? Go share that video and let Mormons see it Mm -hmm. and see what happens. Let's start some godly controversy. Walter Martin said, Controversy for the sake of controversy is sin. Controversy for the sake of truth is a divine command. Um, For those of you guys that participate with us monthly in All Access, you made that possible. So thank you very, very much. And that's it for the year. That's right. 
we're we're done for the year, so uh, I'm going to Virginia, guys, for two weeks. Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas, Marcus. I'm excited. And then when you get back, we're we're going to see about playing a church in Kauai. Yeah, we're going yes, to. Sir. So we're going to do a live show from Kauai, right? Live show from Kauai. Live show All from right. Kauai. We're taking our, awesome. our our church planning team up to Kauai on our our missions trip up there to get set to plant a church up there, Lord willing. But we'll we'll have a we'll have an episode from Kauai. And it might be really awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be awesome. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Merry Christmas. Love you guys. Thank you guys for all that you do in our lives. All your prayers, support, everything. Thank you. God bless you guys. So I think what is we were just talking with Doug about is um, he's talking about where we came from, where we've come from as a nation early on, the Christian worldview, uh, just being in the atmosphere. And, um, you know, the, the Puritan hope for the future, the kingdom of Christ, Jesus reigns, he's Lord over all, he's going to be victorious uh, over the nations. And there's such a, a, a view, um, a long-term view of the future that you mm. can find in uh, early Christians, particularly uh, Puritans. And I think what encourages me a lot about Doug and about what you guys are doing, St. Andrews and just everything, even coming to Moscow, um, is so much of an investment in this world mm-hmm. and so much of an investment in children and growing and thinking far, far ahead. Right. And uh, so I'd, I'd love to hear you talk about that, just in, in the sense that, that the connection between our view of Christ and his kingdom, his victory, and then investing in young people mm-hmm. and training their minds and having them become experts in all these different areas. and. Right taking dominion over the arts and the sciences and literature and things like that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's, there's a couple of different pieces there. I mean, one, one is uh, that you, you, you tagged already is just this idea of having this, this view of both um, the importance of this, this, um, this promise that we're given for our own kids and what we're passing on, on to them and the, and the duty that falls on us to give them the full paideia of God, to raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So they truly see the depth and breadth and, and, um, and, and just the, the huge nature of the implications of the gospel. Um, so that, that in and of itself is, is significant. So you've got this, this covenant promise, but then you also have this, this promise that the gospel is something that's meant to grow to fill the whole world. Yeah. Um, and so it's something that touches this world, even though it's, it's, it comes down from Christ. Christ is incarnate, and so it, it fills this whole world. And that means not just that Every um, soul is going to confess this, but all aspects of life are going to be brought into um, into the service of of uh, the Triune God, and so that's obviously this a huge intellectual project to think about um, to think about just all of those implications. But one of the things that's great about it is you find that as as you as you um, as you survey sort of the depth of the implications of the, of the gospel, it gives you more and more and more um, material with which to evangelize your children. Because we're not just talking about this one little gospel track. We're getting to talk to them about just the beauty of life itself and the beauty of the God we worship. And so you find gospel tracks everywhere, and it makes actually the evangelization of your own, evangelization of your own children that much more powerful and interesting, and, and the impact goes much further. But I think the other, the other thing that we see is that, that, I mean, along with post-millennial, the post-millennial hope is we start to see this, that there's actually an antithesis, you know, that, that there's, there's a kingdom of light that's spreading, and that means there's a kingdom of dark that we're, that we're arguing against. Yeah. And, and I, don't, I think Christians have um, radically underestimated 
because, because they truncate the gospel and they have a, a small gospel, they also have radically underestimated um, all the implications of unbelief and, and the, the things that are around them that they swallow daily and they don't realize that they're actually being indoctrinated into a, a, a way of thinking that's, that's hostile to the gospel. And so um, a big part of the spread of the gospel is teaching our children, kind of pulling them back and making sure that they're, they're getting a full view of the gospel and then a few, full, full view of how the gospel um, has um, implications for how they think about vocation, how they think about entertainment, how they think about all, all the things that are yeah. around them. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So <sighs> it's, it's interesting because, you know, there's Christian schools. Mm-hmm. They exist. They're around Christian yeah. colleges and seminaries. Right. But there's, there is something different, very different. When you you're approaching all those areas of academics um, of of uh, again art literature media anything um, when you approach it from a post millennial perspective there's yeah. there's something different yeah. in, in in terms of the why mm-hmm. and like the how and uh, the end what's yeah. what's what are we aiming for mm-hmm. so I'd love to have you talk about that because I want people to hear sure. how much that it, it, having a post-millennial view of the future yeah. really has implications that bring real transformation in so many areas yeah so I think I mean, one of the um, one of, I think the main um, insights and gifts that I've seen come out of the classical Christian movement is a, a sort of reorientation to the way you think about the purpose of education, and I think it aims towards the end, end that you're describing right there. Yeah. And and um, right now we tend to think the the American public tends to think of education in terms of certain um, qualifications and small tools that will give you the ability to have certain jobs so that you can make some money, right? Yeah. And you, you, they they tend to think in terms of you've learned this skill, check, you've learned this skill, check. And so now when you combine these seven skills, you can have this job, and then you can make this kind of money. And, and it tends to be how people think about education. But um, we don't see how much that is a, um, that is a, it's kind of a slave mentality. Because what it is, is, it is it's a mentality where, where you're trusted to follow a checklist, and you're not given freedom to actually see what else is out there and how, how deep you can go. The thing with the, the classical Christian art, the classical Christian education in the liberal arts is um, it's the education of the free man. It's the education where you're, um, if I can illustrate it, this is the way I, I think you can make sense of it. Um, remember when um, MapQuest first came out and you could you know type in an address or a place you wanted to go? Yeah. And then you and you'd get this list of directions, right? Yeah. And and so you got this list of directions, and it was take this left turn, go th- this many miles, which was great until you missed one, you know, made one mistake, one wrong turn, and then the whole list was useless. Yep. Um, and if you tr- if you forgot to like plug in the reverse, then you couldn't get home with that list either because it doesn't work just going backwards. Right. Um, but you give a list of steps to somebody that you don't trust. You know, you give a list of steps to somebody who, if I, you know, I was um, enlisted in the Marine Corps, and, and when I was very low on the totem pole, those were the kinds of instructions I got. Do this, check, do this, check, do this, check. And it was because nobody trusted me, and they shouldn't have, because I, I wasn't worthy of it. Um, but, but what happens is, when you become a free man, when you're trusted to think about, to think for yourself, and to plot your own 
course. It's more like instead of being given that, that map with a list of instructions, you're, you're given an actual map where you can step back and see the big picture and understand where this is going. Yeah. And, and, then, and, and that's what the free man is given. That's what the enlisted man gets the little checklist. The officer gets the map. Um, free men are, should get an education. And Christians, we are in the gospel. We are free men. We should get an, give, be given an education that teaches us the, um, to be free, to, to have the critical thinking skills to question that, to question this, and to build something new. That's the education I think that that gives um, that a post mill eschatology. It gives scope to that. It's this idea that I have I have somewhere that I'm going, and I want to think critically about it, understand the implications of the gospel for for how to get there. Does that yes. piece it together, sort of. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. Okay. Um, so what's what's the end goal in in terms of New St. Andrews? Right, so, so um, I mean, we're here to raise up leaders and shapers of culture. We, we, want, we want to get students who are taught to think critically and independently, but to do it in such a way that all things are brought under the lordship of Christ. And as they do that, as you go out and you live that kind of life, you start to build culture. You start businesses. You start, um, you know, if I look on, on Main Street Moscow, that's the thing that is really fun right now is I can point out restaurants, you know, um, we got people that are making movies. A couple people different making making movies, pruning cresses. Um, there's a whole bunch of these different industries. A couple of tech startups that are all just right here on the street, with this education where they're taught to go and figure out how to serve God and glorify Him with um, with the gifts that they've been given. So I want to equip as many young people like that that can go out and then and shape culture and do it in a way that is. Um, powerful that, that that brings out your love and your your imagination and your hope something that, that is compelling you know that's a, a great restaurant is compelling you walk in and and you're overwhelmed with the goodness of god mm -hmm. um a, a printing press a movie studio there are all these different places where we're seeing the goodness of god and embodied and incarnated through you know um through, through christians living faithfully and then, and then what we see is we start to see this next generation behind us that wants to is excited about stepping yes. in, and and filling the ranks and and growing the numbers and spreading, uh, the the implications of the gospel. So, I want to you know here at say our job is to to give that piece of, that little piece where we, teach the kind of the habit of the mind, to react in that way. I mean I've used the the. Um, the illustration before like you know you, you you throw a ball at some people and some people kind of you know their first thing is sort of flinch away and some people reach forward and grab and and so what we want to do is we want to trade create that habit of the mind where when a student leaves nsa they've learned the goodness of the gospel they've learned to think independently and they've learned how to shape culture um through living out what they what they've lived here and then and i want to see that grow over 500 to a thousand years as we see the gospel get get deeper here and spread wider beyond Moscow. That's awesome.